Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast, here for another edition of Scooby Snacks and Chats, and I am the Brazilian Dragon himself. You can't call me Jabberjaw because I am not a talking shark, but I am a talking dragon. It's me, Felipe, and I'm here, as always, with the lovely Kate Evans. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm chilling. Today was a chill day. I took a nap, which I don't like to do because then I mess up my sleep schedule, so talk to me tomorrow, but... Um, today has been a nice day. Um, it's been an eventful weekend in our in my little circle, but um, we're not alone, Kate. Do you want to introduce our next guest or shall I? You introduce her because she's your best friend. <laughs> we are all best friends here, Kate. Don't undermine your own credibility, but you're gonna get me in trouble with Caitlin. Oh, yes, because Caitlin and Kate are ops, apparently. Oh. Um, because Kate stole her name and made it cooler. Um <laughs> But it's the cross, uh, the self-identified um, cross-stitch bitch, Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Felipe. I'm so glad you have joined us today. Me and Kate, we're looking forward to having you all week. So tell us about yourself, your Scooby-Doo backstory, everything. Sure. Um, so my Scooby-Doo backstory is I used to watch like the normal Scooby-Doo. And then my sister and I were really into a pup named Scooby-Doo, like way more than the normal Scooby-Doo. And I've probably seen all of the movies, but it's one of those things where like, you have no recollection of ever actually watching this until you get to the end. And you're like, oh yeah, I've definitely seen this multiple times because I didn't grow up in a time with DVR or YouTube where everything was on demand and I didn't have to watch dumb Scooby-Doo Boo Brothers. Um, so I've definitely seen probably everything that the podcast is covering, even though I don't remember it, which makes it fun because then you can still play along. Um, but yeah, I think a pup named Scooby-Doo is like my favorite Scooby-Doo stuff. I think it was so funny and smart and written, written well, um, which you can't say about every Scooby-Doo movie and TV show, unfortunately. Yeah, it's we can't say that for the Blair Witch Scooby Doo project. Um, <laughs> I think it's fine. I want to. I want to go out and say like I see Kate's getting ready. Like you're way too down to the Blair Witch Scooby Doo. I I don't understand the hate. Kate, do you want to? I completely agree. The only thing I will say that was negative about it is the characters. I felt didn't they really weren't who we know and love like they feel like somebody else came in and wrote the characters from some weird perspective so I really wasn't into the characters so much as just the story and like you know the ode to the Blair Witch Project I just thought it was so cute I thought it was a cute little 20 minute short not as cute as this one spoiler (laughs) alert was very funny yeah super meta 
Yeah. Um, Kate, tell us about your little dragon friend besides me, the one that you're holding in your hands. This is my dragon. Um, um, Allie gave me a bath bomb because uh, I had never used a bath bomb before, but inside was a surprise dragon because I love dragons. And this was my dragon inside my bath bomb, but now I keep it on a necklace around my neck. That's so cute. What, what smell was the bath bomb? It was like a citrusy. It was really, really good. And it was like an orange color. So like the bath was like super orange, kind of like a sunset color. It was really pretty. Was the bath bomb like a dragon egg? It was like a regular looking bath bomb. And it like when when like it fizzles out, finally, you get that little, you know, when you go to those little machines that you put quarters in, usually you get gum, but you can get like stickers or something. It comes in a little like thing like that. Yeah. And then you you just pop it open and you get a little dragon inside. So cute. I've never bath bombed. I hear it's fun. I never have either. And Allie loves doing bath bombs. So she got me. So that was your first bath bomb? That was my first bath bomb and it came with a dragon. So would recommend. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Okay, perfect. So yes, today we're talking about Night of the Living Do, a Night of the Living Dead parody that premiered on August 31st, 2001. In the same form as the Scooby-Doo Project, they were airing as commercial interstitials between a marathon. And then at the end, they aired it all as one piece. And it also was on the Adult Swim website afterwards for a little bit. And we've watched this on YouTube. Um, So we did not get a Scooby-Doo Where Are You theme song in here, right? No, it just Uh, jumped right into that. Yeah, but apparently it was covered by, like, they had it elsewhere, um, performed by Matthew Street, Matthew Sweet um, from, let's see what his bands are. Uh, He's a solo artist. Never mind. He's from Nebraska. Wow. Nebraska? He (laughs) would love to go to Nebraska. To see corn? You're not wrong. I do want to go to a concert in every state. So, and that's hasn't oh. been crossed off my list. So, so you're really not wrong. We see, I know you so well. Um, but, anyways, this one features the cast, star studded cast of Gary Coleman, David Cross, aka Tobias from um, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Uh, and we also got the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy uh band so they're all in that as well and we also got mark hamill once again kate do you finally know who he is no um (laughs) i thought it was really funny that you both said david cross from arrested development because i actually never saw arrested development and i know david cross from megamind Oh, yes. my god. oh my god no when i was watching it i or when i was taking my notes i was thinking like oh david cross from arrested development but my favorite role of his is as like the fish in megamind <laughs> i'm obsessed with megamind i can quote Save. Save. he was also an alvin and the chipmunks um which kate he does not enjoy. he was in um, a lot i i love that the show had to ha- knew their audience well enough to say like oh david cross they had to announce who he was and say like I was on a critically acclaimed comedy show because it's like nobody even probably knew what he was referring to and like no 10 year old watching even knew who David Cross was and he's just like a generic white guy with glasses yeah and then they kept calling everybody by their first and last, which was really killing me and then my favorite part was for a while they didn't drop this but for a while they kept just saying the famous Gary Coleman yeah. 
And they just yeah. kept calling him that. So like uncomfortable. It was so funny. Maybe yeah. the only way they could get Gary Coleman to agree to be in this was like, okay, we'll just call you the famous Gary Coleman every time you're on the screen. And he said, okay. He was my, he was so funny. I, I, I loved him. Yes. I loved David Cross. This was like so much better than the Blair Witch one. Um, and also David Cross from Master, as Master Crane from Kung Fu Panda as well. So. Oh, yeah. Um, and also Alvin and the Chipmunks, the live action. He's the bad guy, I believe. Um, so it's so weird that like you find people from different everything. Like he's all over the map. It's wild. David Cross has real bad guy energy. He does. A surprising um, amount for being such a silly person. I feel like he's like also one of those people that like Bob Saget where like he's his like comedy is probably like much darker than the character that like Mm. even though Tobias is like a mess in terms of like the words he says on Arrested Development um, he is like very innocent natured I guess compared to like other people Um, whereas like also Bob Saget has like a dark sense of humor but he's like Danny Tanner so Um, (laughs) Sarah uh, so why'd you pick this movie for the one that you wanted to come on um, I asked for something short, and this was as short as they come. So I think that's that's what ended up happening there. Yes, Sarah was like, "Give me something low stakes." And I'm like, "Okay, we have this." <laughs> um, so do you want to get into the plot? And um, so first yeah. off, we have so Night of the Living Do. So the gang is driving around this like wooded area. They pass an abandoned amusement park and they pick up Gary Coleman, the famous Gary Coleman. Right, Kate? Yeah. Yeah, so- and he's just sta- literally standing on the side of the road and they spot him from the car and they say, look, it's the famous Gary Coleman. And they open the door. They ask no questions. He just gets in the van. It's the most, most surreal thing I've ever seen. I would have so many questions if I'm Gary Coleman. Like, first of all, what are you doing? Why is your car this color? Your children who's this dog but he just gets in the car no problem see my questions are more for gary coleman because multiple times throughout this drive the car faces issues they run out of gas and gary coleman has a gas tank ready like to fill it up funny and then i looked it up because i i watched with my husband he's like you know from science so i looked up like i asked him i was like how heavy is because it said 20 gallons on it like how heavy is 20 gallons of gas he's like uh he's like doing the calculations like for how heavy like water is like the density and then I was like this is taking too long and I looked it up it's like 125 pounds so he just like pulls out this 125 and also it's like would be much bigger than that yeah. it was two it was 2.0 but I think it was supposed to be 20 yeah I was I was cracking up an overprepared icon um that's not all though because they also get a flat tire and Gary has a spare <laughs> he just pulls it from nowhere cartoon logic okay you better be prepared if we ever do a road trip in california yeah. or something you better have everything prepared for us you know what i i am the one that overpacks everything so we will have all of that <laughs> yeah so it's so wild that yeah that and then fred's like pissed off so he's like you know what i'm just gonna drive into this tree like, like fred was such a dweeb okay he's the one who didn't put gas in the car he got the flat tire and then he just crashes the car for no reason lvp <laughs> he was very petty he was like fix this gary coleman <laughs> like i want to see you do that so they end up outside the spooky castle with a moat and they meet jabberjaw 
the shark, the talking shark. Um, Did you know it was Jabberjaw before that was revealed? I didn't know Jabberjaw existed. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, what? same. And I was just like, why is Daphne throwing shade at this shark? Like it's her one or two lines of the episode, and she just like calls him ugly. I was like, why? He's not ugly. He's just a shark. That killed me. That was so <laughs> rude <laughs> and so weird to call this shark ugly. Yeah. <laughs> cried for like five minutes, dying because that was so rude. <laughs> yeah, I wrote like ugly sharks. WTF, Daphne. The shark responded was the best part too. And I um, loved it, like, right before we meet the shark, Thelma's, like, reading the for sale sign for the castle, and then Fred is, like, another real estate mystery, and I was, like, that is such a specific type of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> That's a category of mystery for him on, like, his spreadsheet. Would you buy this castle? What do you think? Yes. I would not. Kate would. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Why wouldn't you buy it? Because I, I would, would, if I want a castle, I want, like, a nice, not spooky castle. I want, I, I want, like, uh from the from beauty and the beast just sleeping beauty or something one of those castles you're, you're just describing two spooky castles beauty and the beast or, literally or, has okay. enchanted creepy household objects and sleeping beauty is like filled with thorns okay and what Lotus about cinderella's castle or king's landing uh, castle, cinderella's castle is actually the guy's castle though so true um i'm looking up jabberjaw and apparently it's basically like not exactly Scooby-Doo, but it's a five-person gang. Jabberjaw is the fifth. Um, the Neptunes, which are Jabberjaw, who plays the drums. Bubbles, who plays the keyboard. Biff, who plays the guitar. Shelly, the tambourine. And Clamhead, bass. And those are the five main characters. Um, and, like, it's it's a Hanna Barrera cartoon from 1976 to 1978. Oh, and that's when Scooby-Doo was coming out, right? Yeah, I think they like were inspired by it, but um, unfortunately it didn't last. And although I do love this pun that they lived in Aqualaska. Aqualaska? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> um, 16 30-minute episodes were produced, um, and then it aired in 1990s on Cartoon Network in 2000 on Boomerang. You only um, got 16 episodes? Yeah. Wow. So unfortunate, but Scooby-Doo a thousand it's so I, he appears a lot in um scooby-doo stuff oh my god he he appears in laugh olympics issue by marvel comics and then dc comics and archie comics and then obviously he appears in this he appeared in the in the cartoon network logo from the powerpuff girls wait does that mean jabberjaw is in like the dcu or whatever it's called i don't know but he he appears in multiple scooby-doo properties it's so wild is he um, always the bad guy we don't know that from the wiki i don't think but... yeah and i don't know but that's wild so jabberjaw we got a little history on jabberjaw here um <laughs> but it makes Daphne... his motivation much more clear when you if you know who jabberjaw is which who would watching this uh i did not um especially because these are for like kids but maybe if they were on cartoon network at the time so um Anyway, so they go into the spooky castle and David Cross welcomes them in. And this is where we get introduced <laughs> to him. And he's like, yeah, so we are not getting tons of customers because someone's pulling a prank. These zombies are being like, like people are saying that there's zombies here. And he tells them all about it. And then so they walk around. They are in two of. So it's Fred and Val. No, Fred and Gary Coleman. 
and Gary Coleman uh, is falls in the mystery shoot trap door. Um, falling. Oh wait, Fred. you totally you totally went over my favorite part. Sorry, go ahead. We have to go back. Yes, go. Um, Velma. Well, I have two favorite parts. So first, David Cross says, "You guys look so retro," which is actually super meta commentary because I don't know if you picked up on it, but like the way that they're animated is like the old classic '70s Scooby Doo. Like yeah, not like the new kind of animation style that we've been watching, uh, for like all the things you've been covering in the podcast. So it's like super meta that David Cross is saying, you look retro. And then when Velma is reading the wall of all the different stars that stayed there, like Sonny and Cher and the Harlem Globetrotters actually like made appearances in Scooby-Doo in the 70s. So they're like, oh. talking, they're like talking about actual episodes. See, why are we Scooby-Doo experts, it. Kate? Because we didn't know any of this stuff. Sarah should really be our, like... <laughs> well, I watched this, like, three times because it was so short. That's, okay, like, yeah. Because I thought, I was, like, I'm looking at it from, like, kind of a writing, like, a film writing perspective. Like, why is this line there? What does it signify? So I'm looking at, like, okay, those three combinations, Sonny and Cher, Holland Trotters, and Henry Kissinger are so random and disconnected. Like, there must be a reason. And so I looked up, like, and they said, like, the 70s. So I looked up what Scooby-Doo properties were in the 70s and if like Sonny and Cher and the Harlem Globetrotters ever made it into an episode and there they were right that's there. so wild Sarah's the basically 70s. the Ben behind the curtain slash the Fitzy of our podcast because <laughs> she 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 has all this information um shout out the post show recaps discord program we stand mm-hmm. um uh anyways uh Kate uh what did you think because then we we go to Velma and Daphne and they're getting settled for the night there's this pervy painting that oh. looks at them and this was some adult humor i was like this is for kids <laughs> it was very funny it was uncomfortable but i thought <laughs> it was very funny when his eyes would go would like open wider at whatever specific moments yeah. that it did because they were like we should get into we should get undressed and into our pajamas and then one of them was like I didn't bring pajamas. And yeah, then... his eyes would get wider. His eyes, yeah, they went like bing. <laughs> yeah. And then David and... crossed an open thing and just knew he was standing there. Yeah. It was shifty, right? Shifty was yeah. okay. Yeah. Real shifty. shifty behavior. And in hindsight, knowing that's Mark Hamill, what is he doing? Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's worse. Mark Hamill, go away. No, 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 not like that. It's a best stand, Mark Hamill. So he would never do that in real life. So. Um, he he stands social justice. Also, did you notice like Gary Coleman disappears right away? And it's like the classic movie trope or like horror movie trope of like the person of color like yep. dying or disappearing immediately. It was like, so even in Scooby Doo, yep. we're underlying that. We forgot to mention this earlier, Sarah. You didn't even tell us about your D and D character and how Stop. much of a Scooby Doo fan you are. <laughs> No, it's not that I'm such a Scooby-Doo fan. It's that I've been listening to so much Scooby-Doo podcasts that I kept thinking, like, how would Velma do in a D&D campaign? And it turns out she's she takes a little to, to warm up, but when, when she gets there, she's, she could be a badass. Kate would definitely make a D&D character based on Daphne or yeah. the Heads Girls or Vampira. Ooh, or or um, Gookie. Character. We're just, like, picking up all of Kate's wives throughout the, the this pro- process. Kate's being exposed. She doesn't want to talk. She's like, no, I'm embarrassed. Um, but yeah, but Kate, okay. Kate, question. If Daphne and Velma said that they had to get undressed into their pajamas, 
how would you react? I'm not looking. Yeah. Actually, no, say, of course you're not harmful, looking. That's a very harmful, uh, you know, anti LGBT take, right? Because when you come out for the first time, everyone's like, but I've gotten undressed be- in front of you before. And you're like, I am not attracted to you and do not care if you get undressed. In but front she's of attracted you. to like, both Daphne and Velma. I yeah. am. Definitely. It's polite. She's not going to look. Go look away. Yeah. Yes. Unless they invite you to look. Mm. You know, if they, I can't help that. Yeah. But we get, we get to the David. He is captured. David Cross, sorry, because he only goes by David Cross in this movie. David Cross <laughs> is captured the by fa- the zombie. The <laughs> and he doesn't even notice. I think he's talking to Scooby Doo and Shaggy. And then the zombie grabs him and he's like, the zombie didn't grab me. Like, what are you talking about? What is he doing? Yeah, he's really like, he doesn't want his his property value to go down. So he has to pretend that there's no zombies attacking him. I mean, a man with an economic goal. We appreciate that. Um, Wait, is this the part where he's teasing Scooby-Doo about the way that he says, like, Ruby, Ruby, Roo? Yeah, right before, right before the zombie comes, he's like, say David Cross, say David Cross. I was so upset. Like, no, well, just more like, it's like a joke that nobody ever realizes that Scooby-Doo yeah. like, says mispronounces words, but David Cross is like on Scooby-Doo for mispronouncing And he calls him a talking dog. He says, it's so cool that you have a talking dog. <laughs> I, was, I, I was actually hurt for Scooby-Doo because I felt like David Cross was belittling Scooby-Doo yeah, and the way he was speaking. It's like, David Cross, mm-hmm. go back to Ellen's wife. What's her name? Portia de Rossi. And go, <laughs> go, go bother Anne, the egg girl from Arrested Development. Don't bother Mr. Scooby-Doo. We stand and she is going to win season six Survivor Amazon. No, my money is Mona Lisa, but also oh, my money please is on Mona Lisa. That would no. be a funny winner. Perfect for Jenna also. Grace hasn't set up the brand steel yet, so I don't know any of the spoilers. So, oh. um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, so David says he fell down the stairs. He wasn't attacked. And like, my man, the stairs would not beat up your clothes and tear it make it all messed up so this man with the economic goals he has is lying to everyone um (laughs) but they split up in duos again daphne and david cross fred and velma all team up but they're in duos and so the four of them go and they look for the trap door and um meanwhile scooby and shaggy look for gary i was gonna like break it up but now we can just come back to that so Scooby and Shaggy go look for Gary and Fred, my man does not want trapdoor spoilers. He doesn't want to speed it up. <laughs> that was so meta. Like David Cross is like, oh, so I shouldn't tell you about like the secret hidden room. Like I should just let you find it. Okay, we'll play hot and cold instead. The famous Gary Coleman is in danger. There are zombies around the perimeter. What the heck? You don't also ask for the this, spoilers. <laughs> is this just me or like... I'm kind of bummed we didn't see the Keanu Reeves poster. He was there? Oh, yeah. yeah the, said, okay, yeah. the trap door is behind this, my Keanu Reeves poster, and I expected to, like, see just, like, an actual poster of Keanu Reeves, but they didn't show anything. Kate loves Keanu Reeves. Who wouldn't? I could hardly recognize that man. Kate, do you want to tell us about your makeup skills? Yes. <laughs> um, I do. I have discovered this feature in Zoom that I can't stop doing because it makes me laugh. Um, but you can put 
you can put eyebrows and a beard and lipstick on you and you can make them very dark and any color you like. Um, so I've chosen very dark, bright green um, eyebrows, a dark red beard and dark blue lipstick. See, to me, it's very light green. It's very well, it's, like, it's, it's like it's orange like, red. It's like neon. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's the opacity that you can change no okay yeah. you know what it reminds me of you know that meme of the person painting on clown makeup like i'm the clown that's that's what this reminds me okay you're you're stage two clown right now not full stage four <laughs> but you're definitely yeah, you're just missing the white makeup yeah there's no more options you can only do lip color mustache and beard and eyebrows i feel like they should add more yeah why not yeah eyes? honestly yeah. how dare they disrespect like don't they don't they need no kate needs her colors oh now she got a yellow lip oh yellow i like the yellow actually i think this is a good look for you and she got rid of the goatee just the mustache oh so oh and now now oh (laughs) (laughs) and then she covered her she covered her mouth and then it went on her hand what's more horrifying that or the fact that fred didn't want the spoilers for the trap door this this okay but um there's mummies in there and there's like a ton of mummy jokes that they they like do their stand-up set each of them i forget what each one said specifically there was like does this mummy like to rap r-w-a-p and in my head i was like i wonder if megan d stallion and cardi b could rewrite it for like a mummy version of wap they were those jokes were so bad they were like yeah. they were reaching for those jokes but then it made me laugh because of how bad they were who's was your favorite i wrote in my notes all these mummy pum puns and then next to it is kate are you loving this with a question mark <laughs> it was so bad but then it was so funny because it was so bad yeah i feel like kate and mike bloom would be fast friends with all the puns going on mm-hmm. and grace mm-hmm. grace of course i couldn't think of any funny mummy puns like rap puns i couldn't think of anything like or, or like i guess you could make it like topical like 2020 like if you have a mummy then you're covered like for toilet paper i don't yeah. know it's not really a pun though see my head went to like is this mummy like someone's like mommy <laughs> <laughs> wait is that tannis's mom kate what is that tannis's mom from from the ghoul school tannis yeah, you don't remember what, Tannis? I do. But what about her mom? Was this mummy Tannis's mom? Oh, because Tannis. Because we know Tannis's mom. dad from the ghoul school, but we don't know her mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, you know what? How about her grandpa? I think Ooh. you're right there. Ooh. Grandpa vibes. Yeah. Well, I also get grandpa vibes from Kate, so. <laughs> That's a compliment, I think. Everyone loves their grandpa, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Velma, Velma, with the with the martial arts skills, the yeah. fighting. She she went at this mummy, and at the zombie, like she rolled she, like a she rolled like a twenty right there and just beat his ass. Yeah, Kate. What you think of this Velma scene? Your wife beating yeah. up these monsters. I loved it. This is what I live for. This is why I watch Scooby Doo. I love it. We'd love to see it. Um. And then Scooby and Shaggy rejoin the group and Gary Coleman is a zombie. And he's like, I'm a zombie, guys. I'm green. No, he said I'm undead. And I'm undead. like, yay, yeah. you're not dead. And I don't understand how Velma doesn't know the word undead. 
she's supposed to be a super genius she is it's it's frustrating um but they're then they run into big bad voodoo daddy because gary coleman chases them and then oh there is a song my bad um and big bad voodoo daddy is like oh we're just here for the musical interlude for the musical chase scene um which was a bop and then they all reconvene in the hallway at the entrance and jabberjaw the shark equals shifty no 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 uh, no he's the he's mummy? the he's the mummy he's yeah. he's he's one of the bad guys the zombie he's, he's the zombie. zombie and then shifty is mark hamill wait yes yes and that's what i wrote it doesn't make any yeah. sense because there's two zombie costumes that they're both using but one is shifty who's like the bellhop or the doorman or something so yeah. technically like he's he's an undercover zombie but um yeah, so Jabberjaw, and he makes some meta commentary about how it's unfair. He was like chasing after them because he's mad at them because they're more successful than he and his friends. Which... He's like, I used to solve crime with my band and we used to play music. Yeah, and he was very upset. And then Shifty unveils himself and it's the Mark Hamill, my king. Um, so he's the bad guy. And I have questions for the culprit game. I also have questions for the culprit that we need to discuss. But then um, <laughs> I can't read my handwriting. Scooby likes, oh, Scooby likes Gary. That's what I wrote at the end. And Gary Coleman was not about that life. And that's about it. That's no. the end. Gary yes. Coleman was like really laying into everyone at the end saying, oh, none of this makes sense. And who are you people? And <laughs> how can, how, if I'm, how am I undead if this is fake? If that's a shark, it doesn't make sense. And then like Scooby attacks him and just starts licking him and the episode ends there. And I don't understand. Gotta I also have the same questions. Right? Um, Gary Coleman and David Cross were the highlights of the movie just with 100%. the meta commentary on Jabberjaw and Mark Hamill. I like the guest cast. I think like, obviously there was fun moments from all the characters this movie, but um, oh, yeah. Oh, and then at the end, didn't David Cross hit on Velma? Yeah, it was, and then she's Kate. like, "Take your hands off me." She like literally said that. I was like, "Damn, girl." Yes. Kate was not okay. Him trying to hit on her wife. No, yeah, seriously. But no. Yeah, um, he needs to go back to Mega Mind. And, and are they teenagers or are they adults? I am on the. It. According to the creators, they're like teenagers, but I'm of the opinion that they're like recent college graduates just going on adventures. Okay. I can see like maybe the TV show they're teenagers, but then in the movies they're adults. Because I think the live action movies aren't they adults? Like, isn't one of them in college? Yeah, no, they're all they're all adults. Well, no, there's some there's some that they're there's the Robbie Amell ones where they're in high school, and then there's the Freddie Prince Jr. ones where they're right like college grads or whatever in college. And then there's also I think it depends on the episode, but I think most of the movies we've encountered there college graduates just going on adventures because shaggy can't be a high school teach gym teacher for the ghoul school without graduating high school himself <laughs> well he's really close to the material you know yeah just taking the course <laughs> um I th- i'm very much of the opinion that they are adults and college grads and me and kate would be the fred and velma of our group um where and then who, who we should we should text afterwards and figure out who the rest of our gang is kate like from from the people that we know. You said I was Velma or Daphne. You're Velma, because you're smart. Not that Daphne isn't smart, but you would you you know all the horror stuff. You would you would be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all about it. 
and I maybe it's just I would be either Fred or Scooby, but I think we would need a pet for Scooby Doo. I don't think we can have a human be Scooby Doo, unfortunately. Or have someone who's like really like their brain level is like at a pet's level. Mm, what about works. What about L? Could L be Scooby? Yeah, L is basically as smart. Well, actually, Scooby's probably smarter than L right now. L is Sarah's daughter. Yeah, beautiful living legend. 20 months young. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't really keep track. People keep asking me on the playground how old she is. And I'm like, uh, a year and a half? Uh. <laughs> She's old enough to have fun. Yeah. She has a lot uh, of opinions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so should we get into our regular activities? activities? Does anyone have anything else about the movie, though? Yeah. I have stuff about the movie. Probably. Oh yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you guys caught this because I watched this three times. Um, but during the chase scene, there's a moment where Scooby and Shaggy are in the chandelier and a mysterious arm cuts them out. And it's like got like a creepy claw hand or something and like a billowy blue sleeve. And it's not the outfit that any of the monsters that we see are wearing. This it's a completely unrelated evil person. So I think that's just probably I like a goof, right? think this place is right? haunted. You think it's a goof Ooh. and not like on purpose? I think this place is actually haunted. Kate, what do you think? Haunted. haunted. See, Kate would say haunted. I think, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just like so obsessed with IMDb goofs that maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's that, but if maybe it could be haunted. I mean, I wouldn't want to go there regardless if it was haunted or not. That castle was spooky dooky. No, it looked so fun. It's cemetery adjacent. It's perfect. Every house should just be cemetery adjacent. Actually, one of my friends did grow up and like their back, like behind their backyard was a cemetery. Um, and we could, we would go and like walk around at night in the cemetery for shits and giggles. That's scary. Yeah. We were real cool kids. So, so do you think it's a, it's a goof or do you think it's haunted? I think it's haunted. It's more fun if it's haunted. Okay, we can believe that theory. Um, Does anyone have any final thoughts on the movie? I know Sarah had her notes. We can go anywhere you want, Sarah. You're the guest. Oh, okay. There's one part that um, I'm looking through my notes. Um, I think it's like when Shifty shows up um, and then they they say something. I don't remember how they got it, but like... uh, I think like probably David Cross says, I'll get you fixed up or something like that. And then Scooby goes fixed and like freaks out. I was like, that's, do you, do you think A, the children would understand what fixed means for a dog? And B, do we think Scooby, is Scooby fixed? First of all, I did not catch that. And that is unbelievably hilarious. That's why you got to watch it three times. (laughs) You're right. That was very, very funny. Um, I think he's not fixed since his reaction was so scared. Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah. But isn't that like bad dog? Like, I'm not a dog owner, so I don't know. Isn't like bad dog ownership not to have your dog fixed? And then also, you're taking Scooby like cross country. He's probably meeting lots of girl dogs. Are there puppies yeah. all over the place? Scooby puppies that he's just like abandoning? He does meet girl dogs. Mm-hmm. Amber. Yeah, he met an alien dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have to ask the same question. Are there Fred babies or Shaggy babies elsewhere around the world? Well, they could wrap it. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting 
podcast listeners, take it from somebody with a kid. Wrap it. Wrap that up. So any final thoughts? <laughs> My daughter's gonna listen to this in like 20 years and be like, Mom, were you are you saying that you regret having kids? Oh no. Stare at her like or I don't know. No comment. <laughs> Oop. Um should we get into the culprit game? Yes. Okay. Can we talk about the culprit game? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Kate, you start us off with your your discussion point that you brought in for the culprit game. Well, I thought it was I already forgot his name. Jabberjaw, Mark Hamill, Shifty, Shifty. David Cross. You thought Shifty. it was Shifty? Yeah. Question, is there is there a real culprit or was this like are we counting this as a Technically it's Jabberjaw, right? Like yeah. We do wiki. It says Jabberjaw. Technically, I thought it was Shifty, but I didn't really think it was like a real thing. I thought it was just like fun shenanigans. I didn't like maybe because I was like, oh, the Blair Witch Project had someone, so it's probably like someone we don't even know or something like. Yeah, this. but Shifty says he wanted to eliminate the gang in their sleep. Okay, so <laughs> so if I like, if I had to have picked someone, <laughs> I didn't like. I don't think I was really thinking about it. I think I was just enjoying the movie so much that I like forgot that I had to do that. So. I guess I like I, I was like shifty as sus at one point, but I didn't really like have a prediction by the end, especially because these movies like with the real movies, you can like think like, oh, 20, 25 minutes mm -hmm. in, you have to like make a prediction. But this one, I was like, I kind of forgot that things were going. So I guess I said none if I'm being like 100% truthful. Like in my head, I was like, I just forgot in space. I think the answer is Jabberjaw. So I think we both didn't get the point. Okay. Yeah. So I, so Jabberjaw. And then I said, none or and then kate said shifty mm -hmm. oh wait but i have to change the color of that shifty and then sarah who'd you say i wrote david cross but that was wrong david cross really good yeah so and oh i didn't go over the voice cast quickly basically same old same old scott innes as shaggy fred walker walker was scooby-doo and fred this time instead of scott innes being scooby fred walker also the original voice of jabberjaw returned for this um gray delisle uh is it gray delise or gray delisle someone correct delisle. me delisle uh daphne bj ward velma gary coleman david cross scotty morris kurt satterdrin dirk shoemaker andy rowley glenn the kid mark heva Carl Hunter, Joshua Levy, and of course, Mark Hamill. Um, they played themselves. And the the list of random names that I just threw out there were Big Vo big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Um, anyways, should we get to MVPs and LVPs? Yes. Yeah. Sarah, as our guest, do you want to go first or do you want to go last? Um, I can go first. First okay. and last. Okay. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the LVPs or the MVPs? MVP. I think okay. that the MVP, it does, does it have to be the main, the core? Class? It has to be the core five. Ugh, yeah. Okay. Cause I really feel well, like the MVP is you can Gary give a, Coleman. Okay. You can give a bonus to Gary Coleman. Cause we let Aaron give a bonus to Thorne when she was here. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give, I'm going to give my bonus point to Gary Coleman. And then I think I'll say that the MVP, I guess no one really solves the mystery, but I'll give it to Velma. Cause she beat up a mummy, even though she didn't know what undead meant i still think that overall she she was useful okay and then do you want to do your lvp or do you want to circle back when kate and i I'll circle do back ours? okay kate do you want to go next or should i 
I can go. Uh, which one are we doing first? MVP or LVP? MVP, which is harder for me because I already have my LVP. I don't have my MVP ready. But... Okay, so I'm also going to go with Velma. I'm obviously in love with both her and Daphne, but um, she just won it this time with fighting the mummy. Just as Sarah said, I fully agree. That was amazing. And she deserves my MVP point for that reason. I think I'm going to stick with you because in my notes, I said Velma was a badass. So I'm going to give Velma my first ever MVP point. Yes, and this should I go? This is your first MVP for Velma because she is the MVP of pretty much every episode. No, 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 no. She got them in the mess with the Scooby-Doo Project and the Witch's Ghost. She deserves some MVPs. Um, and then last week, Scooby and Fred deserved MVPs. But Catherine eh, over here and Anjali as well, I don't want to leave her out, didn't give Fred any credit when he deserved it but also scooby-doo deserved it that said i'm also going to give fred my lvp because he crashed the car and got them in the mess and i can't be biased by not giving him points for getting a mess when velma got them in previous messes so i'm giving fred my first ever lvp as well so now every character has at least one mvp and one lvp for me oh my god i have something to say what do you mean that i I did Fred right last week. He gets my he gets my LVP automatically every week. Every week he gets my LVP because I fucking hate him. But I didn't <laughs> last week. He may not have been my MVP, but I didn't give him my LVP point. So he I deserved the MVP. Week. Well, no, Scooby deserved the MVP, yeah, but then yeah, Fred should have been the second. Daphne did nothing last movie. Fred sucks ass. Daphne did nothing last movie. Daphne's hot. Fred sucks ass. So you oh. know I okay. What about all those kids that grew up thinking Fred was hot? Are you going to alienate them? Who thought Fred was hot? (laughs) Fred is such a basic bitch. No one thought he was hot. Kate thought Shaggy was hot. Shaggy was hot. Shaggy was hot. Shaggy was hot. He had a cool voice. Yeah. Uh, Casey Kasem. (laughs) No, Daphne was hot. Matthew Lillard. That's true. Matthew Willard's still hot. He's like 100. He's not 100. Well, that's like 100. Oh my god. <laughs> Daphne was hot. That's yeah. that we can stand by. Um and Kate also had a crush on Crystal from a few weeks ago. Okay. It, can I just assume you're giving Fred your LVP? Yes. Okay. Well, Sarah. A perfect, a perfect LVP for this week for Fred because he was totally useless. Is this our first straight perfect for everything? Yeah, Kate? For sure. No, well, I mean to be the LVP. He's with- bad in with a guess, this is our our perfect our first perfect score, I think. But uh, our first perfect score, just me and Kate, was Scooby Goes Hollywood when we both well, gave Scooby an MVP. We literally only had two options. No, we had five. <laughs> oh my god! Not even really. Like not even. Like sort of, but like not even. Yeah. Well. Okay. I so think- our totals: Scooby is leading my MVP points, whereas Shaggy is leading my LVPs. Kate has a tie for MVP between Scooby and Daphne. Why'd you give? Oh, no, you gave it to Velma. This sounds going to be like Daphne. Okay. And then Fred has five LVP points from Kate. Guest MVP, Velma's in the leaderboard or MVP. And then Fred is in the leaderboard for guest LVP. And our total is Velma has the most with nine beating out Scooby this week. And then Shaggy has the most with 10 for LVPs um, beating out Fred with nine. So Fred's catching up. Just to be fair, though, the reason that Shaggy has so many is because the first handful of episodes or movies we watched were literally just Shaggy and Scooby, and then sometimes mm-hmm. Scrappy. So yeah. I know that towards the end, Shaggy won't be in the end, and won't be in. Well, 
I think next week we have an automatic LVP for Scrappy. I think that's he's gonna clean oh, up because yeah. that's that's we're doing the live action one next week. Oh, uh, wow! So Jason let's get. Reed, I think was just talking about the live action. Who? Jason no, Reed. it was um Brian Scally. I think. Oh, Brian Scally said it. Yeah. Their voices sounded too similar. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, let's get to our schools scores. Sarah, as the guest, you can have first dibs at cracking a score. Just a reminder for our listeners: we do. Can I, can I pass? You can pass. Kate, are you ready? No. Rating is no? reductive and arbitrary. Oh, so you're not even going to give it a score at all? No, I will. I have a score written down, but I want to okay. throw it up. Okay, I'm going to go with. Let me just look at what I gave. Ghoul School. I give that a three point five. This is better than Reluctant Werewolf. This is better yeah. than the Nutcracker Scoob. Yeah. Is it? Uh, this definitely. Was hilarious. The Nutcracker Scoob yeah. was really funny. I think I'm going to put this smack dab between. I came in, I was like, this is at least a 2.5, and I think it's kind of better than a 2.5. Oh my God, yeah. I think I'm going to give this a 3.25. Wow. This hilarious. Because it was funny, but it was also like a parody movie. It wasn't like a real, yeah. like, so I, I, I had to knock it down. Like, because also it's easier to succeed when you only have 15 minutes of screen time. Whereas, like, with Cyber Chase or with uh, Alien Invaders or Zombie Island, they have to like fill 90 minutes and we like penalized for lags and lulls in the movie so like i i just want to be fair to those because this one didn't really have the opportunity to lag because it was so short that said the blair witch project was a drag i will you're so wrong right now you are being so mean to the blair witch project scooby-doo that's I'm, not good okay i feel like i'm being bullied <laughs> sorry you're bullying Kate. You should stop. Yeah, you know I'm not bullying you. <laughs> oh uh, no, Kate! Kate, come, come back. back! No, we need to get your scores. <laughs> How dare you, Kate? I was gonna cry. <laughs> I was gonna go drive to your house, pick you up, and then I'd take you to a Spooky Mansion. And unlike Gary Coleman, I wouldn't prepare and bring gasoline and extra tires, and I would just crash the car. Your no. car, obviously, not mine. My car will not crash. That car has been through hell and back. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a um, um, a 4.25. Stop. So on the same level as Zombie Island and Alien Invaders for you. Yes. How is this better than Cyber so, Chase? It was, How? it was so funny. It was, Stop it. It was the comedy. It's the comedy. Okay, <laughs> Sarah, take the score and tank it if you want. I gave it like a solid three. It's like middle of the road i think like the funny meta commentary makes it like it could be you probably could rate it higher because of that but like the plot didn't really make sense the villain reveal didn't make sense so that like makes it worse for me everyone gets different things that's why ranking is arbitrary um <laughs> yeah. and then had like a lot of like weird male gazy things that i was like okay 10 year old me should not have watched yeah. What what did I what did I absorb from watching this? Shout so, out to really fun to watch and it's 15 minutes long. If you like, if you've been kind of like me, where like I'm not gonna rewatch uh, episodes for the podcast, I can't commit to like an hour and a half movie. Go find this one on YouTube. It's really funny. It's 15 minutes. Like yeah. you won't regret it. Shout out to Renap where Rob said that he agreed with Stephen on making his arbitrary and reductive from last <laughs> night <laughs> because certain people sure. have a favorite. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'll tell Kate off air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but anyways, do we have anything else to go through today? Because I forgot to put a thread for questions. But also, I don't know how many people would have had questions for this. I would just like to make a, a statement. I would like to argue um, for the for what Sarah said about the um, the villain not making sense. Although that's pretty fair for the most part, I do want to say this one made more sense than 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 the Scooby Doo project villain. Did you give a higher? Oh no, you didn't give a higher score. Okay, that's definitely His true. Name was Random Man. <laughs> yes. Um, what if I what if I like just change the score to a 0.5 and made it lower than Arabian Nights just no. to spite oh, Kate. Arabian I'm Nights is so problematic. That's yeah, just, like, I'm just kidding, Kate. I'm teasing. This is going to stay at 3.25. I have a question, which would have been like my my feedback question had I not been on the podcast. So like this was stitched together, right, over like the course of October, <laughs> I think. Um, and then so I think it premiered, like I think they showed the full one on October 31st, 2001. So my question is, a, how old were you guys on October 31st, 2001? And do you remember anything about that night or like what costume you wore or anything? Because I remember that that was the year that I was 10 for trick-or-treating and my mom let my sister and I go with like a group of neighborhood kids trick-or-treating like unchaperoned, but like an older, like one of like our neighbor's older sibling was there as a chaperone. It was like my first time trick-or-treating without a parent there and like in the dark. So, so I was, oh, go ahead, Kate. I was three. <laughs> oh, you guys are babies. I would be three years old. I have no memory of that Halloween. Do you know what costumes your parents put you in as a kid? Because L, what was L last Halloween? Did we do Halloween last year? Me like, and Henry um, had the same first Halloween costume ever, the pumpkin. The like, pumpkin, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, then Megan put Henry in. Um, Kate, while you think, I can go. Uh, I was four and I was Woody from Toy Story and I I think I was Woody maybe I'm trying to like do the math because I was a pumpkin then I was Poe then I was oh? I was Poe and Tigger so I was I don't remember exactly Poe po from the Teletubbies oh my god wow yeah I didn't even think about Poe I don't remember what the order was if I was Woody then I think I might have been five so I think I was either Tigger or Pooh I don't remember or if I was Woody but anyways the story I want to tell I don't remember if this was like a dream or if it's like part of it because I know I went trick-or-treating with my friends my family friends who lived like down the street but um there are some like memories from when you're young that you don't remember if it's a dream or if it's like a dream you had when you were young or if they're like really happy <laughs> yeah no but I just remember this spooky ass house and I don't remember if it was a dream or if we actually went to this spooky ass house at the end of the street. Um, there's one that I, there's a memory I have that I know is a dream, but it's like from when I was really, really young and I remember it like vividly, but it was like a dream. So anyways, Catherine. I, I don't know what I would have been that, that year. I know what I was a couple of random years, but I don't even know what age they would all be. Like, I know I was blues clues for one year. I know I was but I, I was I was definitely a bit older. I was definitely more like five or six when I was Blue's Clues. I know I was a zombie cheerleader, but that was also a bit older. That was probably eight. So I don't a good costume. Oh my god, it was really good. I think I'm gonna be a zombie cheerleader this year. Do you think we'll have Halloween this year? Hopefully. Well, who knows? People are planning music festivals. Like Jack Antonoff from Bleachers is going to still have his Shadow of the City music festival in September with 3,000 people 
in New Jersey. So people, he better cancel if people aren't vaccinated. I'm. I think he should cancel it too. But he literally made a post like yesterday or two days ago and was like, "Shadow of the City is still on." Didn't Taylor Swift just cancel all her? Yeah. Posts? Like You're, should yeah. be canceling. Like I, I miss concerts more than anything in the world, but yeah. you really should not be having them. I remember Kate saw a video concert because she missed them so much like watches live stream concerts yeah. or something i don't even i don't watch that many of them because they're just not the same yeah what was it um foster the people, was no, it foster the people? yes no there was um neon trees you also saw i know oh when i when i oh oh that was because tyler was in the zoom call oh okay it was it was like a zoom call with tyler so i was like yeah i'll, I'll do that one but... yeah so anyways, that's about it. Any final thoughts on this project before we do plugs and pop culture enjoyments? Absolutely, I was Halloween costume. Oh, she's so adorable. Yeah. Was she a librarian uh, dressing no. as, because she had a book? She has a book. Now, Elle just likes to read a lot. Yes. She loves to read. And then it was just Purim. So she went, she was Minnie Mouse, which was also... She's really obsessed with Minnie Mouse. I don't know how because Wait, we stand. Like, uh, I guess, but like I'm not like trying to push like gender norms or anything. But she was, she was pretty cute. Hold on, it's too bright. Yeah, the glare. You might want to send that to our group text after. Oh, that's a good idea. Here, Minnie Mouse. She's so adorable. Um. Anyways, so Sarah, do you have any plugs, like social media, your Etsy shop, anything you want to share? Um. Yeah. Sure. You could follow me. I'm Sarah or on everything probably. Yeah, I don't, I mostly just interact with like Renap stuff or RHAP stuff too now that like everything's been blowing up on Twitter lately. Uh, but you can follow me there. My Etsy shop is in the bio. Uh, maybe I'll tweet out the cute dragon that I made for Felipe for the Brazilian it's dragon. It's like to date still the cutest thing I've made. Um, I love it. I almost didn't send it to him because it was so cute but yeah i basically just spent my quarantine cross-stitching my feelings so. yeah and then do you have a pop culture plug that something you're watching reading enjoying mm, i just finished dairy girls um and whew, i don't know why it took me so long to watch that but it was so good and so funny and everybody should go watch it i'm obsessed with it and then if yeah. you watch it tweet at me so we could talk about it because i'm obsessed with it yeah Catherine, what about you? Where can people follow you? Um, let's see. Um, I have my Instagram, which is kaz.z. I have my Twitter, which is tears you apart. I think that's all the social media I use. Yes, and just for our Canadian listeners, it's oh, kaz.z it. on no, Instagram. I've forgotten you do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and as always on LinkedIn, <laughs> always follow me on LinkedIn. Yes, and what about pop culture-wise? What are you enjoying these days? Watch Barry. Watch Barry. Okay. In addition to what you said last week, though. Did I say Barry again last week? Yes. That sounds right. Um, you can say Barry every week, but... Hey, I'll I'll give you more. So we got Barry. I would recommend. We got Avenue 5. I would recommend. Avenue 5 is very much like Parks and Rec office humor. It's not a mockumentary, but that type of humor. Isn't it's it like futuristic or something? Or is that... Am I making that up? It is. It is. It's one season. It's really short would recommend um the righteous gemstones really good really good um and lovecraft country really good really good yes kate you should listen to the lovecraft country push a recap uh with queen lt 
Kevin and my dad, Josh Wiggler. We stand. Um, anyways, for me, let me get all my plugs sorted out because uh, Twitter at with the fleep and the Brazilian Dragon on all social medias at Brazil Dragon Pod. Um, subscribe, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and write a review. Um, you can PayPal me because I'm paying for a lot of the subscriptions and serving servers for hosting. Not not anchor, but like other stuff out of pocket. So if you're interested, you don't have to, but if you're feeling kind, you can PayPal me. The link is in the bio, uh, not in the bio, in this podcast. Um, I was also recently on Mike White was robbed, uh, talking about Evan Maria that dropped on Thursday. Evan Maria from Survivor. Obviously, what you doing, Pod? We're gonna get into it with Naomi Calhoun tomorrow, talking about it's about time, episode seven of season one, and. Yeah, otherwise, uh, oh, and I'm going to be on Ingen there this week um, talking about Zuko alone. So listen up over there. Um, and you were really good on the Twitch also. Oh, thank you. You watched? Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, Naomi was going to make that a podcast, but I think she lost the audio. <laughs> Or she lost it um, somehow. So we might be redoing it in a different form, or we'll we'll do other contents. The four of us. Uh, yeah, it was the four of you guys had like really fun chemistry. Yeah, so it was me, Maddie Fresh, uh, and Nicole Horn, and um, Naomi, of course. Um, and then yeah, so my plugs, uh, obviously, Wandavision. I'm enjoying it immensely, mm-hmm. and um, I. Hmm. I am enjoying This Is Us this season. Not to the extent that I have in the past, but I think I just want to plug like the writing style and the fact that they can make a whole episode about the car ride home with newborns and make it interesting and gripping. And like, like that's something that I appreciate in their writing style. So that's kind of my plug. And then also RHAP, give them positive loves. If you're listening to this, give them, shower the podcasters with love if you listen to this. Specifically uh, the female podcasters who are getting unfairly hated on. And the people of color as well, because they're there. Yeah. I don't know if they're being like anyone who's in a marginalized community and they're an RHP podcaster, give them some love. Um, specific shout outs to Melissa Denny. We stand a queen. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's it from me. Unless either of you have any other thoughts, we'll be back next week talking about the first live action Scooby-Doo movie with the amusement park um and tbd if we have a guest or not because ali had to step back from being on the podcast but we might have a guest we might not we'll see um anyways yeah well i haven't asked him yet but i it has the time but i told kate that i wanted to ask him but kate texted me back right before we started recording um well i also texted her right before it's not like kate left me on red for hours but um (laughs) but i just i want to ask if he wants to come on but anyways With that said, have a fantastic day, everyone, or evening, whenever you're listening to this, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
trail.